0: Wendy is with us in studio today. As I've mentioned, we're going to do a follow-up on a case we discussed last year about the Cape Town man determined to challenge the valuation of his home. He has finally won that battle, and we'll tell you how he did it and what the rest of us can learn from that predicament. And then we will make space for some open line consumer calls later in the show. So if you have a question you'd like to put to Wendy, uh, you can start dialing in now to make yourself known to my producer 0214460567 or leave your question as a voice note on 072 two five six seven one five six seven. Welcome, Wendy. Sorry, I haven't formally greeted you. <laughs> We've been you, chatting Pepper. for 20 minutes yes. already, but <laughs> formally welcome back. Thank you. Um, so here's the, the context. If you were listening to the show last September, you might recall the story of the Mowbray man who was convinced that the city of Cape Town had badly overvalued his home in the last valuation cycle in 2018. And of course, the value that they set determines the rates that you pay. So you can understand why retired Professor Gatgarda was horrified when the official valuation of his property rose by a whopping 76%, with him having done absolutely nothing to the house in the interim. City told him, your property is worth 5.27 million rand. Gad then approached two estate agents for independent valuations, and they came back saying, no, it's not, it's somewhere like 3.3 or 3.6 million rand, a quite substantial difference. So he took their valuations and he lodged an official dispute with the city by email before the end of April 2019. The city, however, rejected that objection. And so when the property rates went up in July 2019, GATT was forced to start paying substantially more in rates. Now, Wendy, his chief grievance was that the city of Cape Town had never set eyes on the property. Nobody had come to do any kind of inspection, not even after he lodged that objection and provided them with the estate agent's valuations. That was what really upset him, wasn't it? Absolutely. And you can understand that. Um, He said, how can they
1: overestimate so much when local companies that have lots of experience to sell properties in the area come up with a totally different value? He said his house is old, it's not been renovated, and it has several um, maintenance issues. And all in all, it was just plain Wrong. So at that time, we went to the city of Cape Town for comment and we were told our team of valuers can perform their task using comparative and analytical tools, aerial photography and CAMA techniques. We'll get to that in a bit. Physical property inspections are not compulsory, but properties identified as having undergone a change will need to be physically inspected. I remember that part. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, it's not always possible to get access to properties and the lockdown period has not assisted. Well, Gad's problem goes Back to before, long before we'd even heard of COVID. Yes. Yeah. The, in fact, when we did the show, we, <laughs> it was <laughs> not on anyone's radar. Uh, this was last September. The point needs to be re- reiterated, says the City of Cape Town, that valuations for the entire... General valuations 2018 cycle are measured against the market value at around the 2nd of July 2018, excluding the current market conditions. Unfortunately, er errors in data do impact on valuations as the sale may be attributed to a similar property type and size. But if the underlying data is wrong, then the valuation will not fairly reflect market valuations. The city does not verify sales figures that seem out of line with expected norms. Evaluation role is audited by an independent body to ensure compliance to the international standards and to ensure that the maximum deviation from the expected variances. Is not exceeded during CAMA, which stands for Computer Assisted Mass Appraisal. That's Procedures. a lot of
0: jargon for two paragraphs yes. of response. But Wendy, effectively, what it says is that there's no need to visit every property. We have got computerised tools that help us do the the evaluation. Yeah, we've got this kind yeah. of thing.
1: And they meant I guess, sorry, I correct myself. When we did the show, we were well into COVID. Yeah. Um, but his, his um, objection was was long before was long before that. And um, yeah. he
0: told us that day in September that 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 he wasn't going to stop fighting. So. He lodged his objection. The answer came back saying it's overruled. He was not prepared to give up, and he did not give up, did he, he didn't, Wendy? did
1: and you could kind of tell that it yeah. wasn't going to end there with him. And, and we're talking about, I uh, asked him this morning, about 800 rand a month um, difference, difference in, rates. in rates. It's substantial. Which for a retired
0: person is a lot. It's, for anyone, it's indeed. a lot. Indeed. Yeah.
1: Um, so he engaged a professional valuations company. It cost him three and a half thousand Rand and they too found that the property was substantially overvalued on the city roll. Their suggestion was that it should have been valued at around twenty three percent less at three point seven million. Um, rather than five point two seven million.
0: Okay, so that's a little bit more than what the estate yeah, agents had said. they said 3.3
1: three point three to three point six. Yeah. So, I
0: mean same ballpark. Okay, and still substantially less than what the city's calculations had said. And so Gad submitted that professional valuation to the city, uh, and this time he was successful. the uh, The ruling came back that he had won his appeal. But he still has a lot of lingering questions, Wendy, particularly given that there is another round of valuations exactly. moving later It'll this be year. it
1: three years on from 2018. Yeah. Um, so, yes, he won his appeal in, in uh, March. Um, and I, we felt his questions were very valid. So I put them to the city. Um, and here yeah, they are. Oh, does the city only respond to an official valuation officer from a reputable company? When will the city recalculate Gert's account and reimburse him for the two and a half years that he has overpaid, not only in rates but also fees for an improvement district? Will the city pay interest on this? And what happens, as you've just said, Pippa, with Gad's property in the next valuations round, is the same computer-driven valuation not going to start the whole cycle again and will he have to fork out another large amount to let a company fight for the correct valuation?
0: Okay, so as you say, they are all very pertinent questions. And what did the city say in response, Wendy?
1: Okay, here goes Pippa and Lister's opinions of estate agents are generally not viewed as market evidence and objectors are therefore encouraged to provide specific comparable sales. If you're thinking what I'm thinking, okay, how are we supposed to do that? The city says these sales are made available on our website to owners during the relevant dispute, be it a review, objection, or appeal period, and owners can submit their own sales evidence and therefore do not need to engage the services of a professional valuer. The city's valuer resolved the objection and confirmed that the GV 2018 valuation on the basis of four comparable sales and their physical attribute Data, I suppose that's their. So this was jargon for um, uh, the condition of the property. Okay.
0: So that was in the original objection, which the they original. held. Yes, okay. he
1: says. Um, having said that, there is one concession: the city's valuer should have paid more attention to the sales listed in the Lightstone report provided by Get. Notwithstanding the fact that no. Attribute data for these sales is provided in the Lightstone report.
0: And okay, for those who don't know the property industry, the Lightstone report is is a monthly uh, and and annual. I mean, that's available every month. So the comparison of what has moved in in a particular suburb, what what size property it was, what amount it was listed at, what amount it yes. sold for, how many bedrooms and bathrooms. But it had, as as
1: I say, that doesn't take into account. I mean, there's a huge difference, as we've now seen, a couple of million between you know the the state of the property, the maintenance levels, the, whether it's been renovated to have the things that we want and the way we're living now with flow and all the rest. Yeah. All those things take millions to correct and so that's hence it affects the value. Um, The response continued. um, Mr. Garda's subsequent appeal involved the appointment of, of a professional property valuer to present his case at the Independent Valuation Appeal Board and at that hearing... The sales of the appellant and those of the city's valuer, in support of the respective values, were argued, and they made a decision based on the submissions. They found in favour of of Garrett and reduced the value from five point two seven million to three point seven million. The valuation stands, and if Mr. Gadd wants to contest the outcome, he must do so via the High Court. Which he doesn't want to do. With no, that, he's believe. happy
0: with the 3.7. Unfortunately, he wasn't able to join us this afternoon okay. to to give us an update on his response. But he's he's happier with the 3.7. He's prepared yes, to he's to very leave much it at prepared
1: that. to leave it at that. Okay.
0: Um, now, the question of the future valuation, though, here is, 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 where I can understand his frustration. Having been through all of this rigmarole and all of the admin and mm-hmm. the cost of appointing, mm-hmm. he's going, what happens if this all starts again in a few months' time and the same computerized system churns out the same value of 5.27 million? What did they say about that? They said
1: refer to answer one. You don't have to hire a, prof- a professional valuer. You can, uh, we put the values on our website and, um, basically that was the answer. Um, when I read that to Gad this morning, he said, okay, but, um, as far as I'm aware, I supplied the same data as did the professional professional. valuer. I mean, it was, he made this his mission. He, any evidence he could get, he was going to submit. Um, so that's in the air. And then the other issue is, I said, has he had the refund? And he said, well, if you mean, have I seen the credit on my, um, metro statement city of cape town statement then yes i have there's no interest and effectively you know i effectively gave them a loan then
0: for two and they've two plus years given
1: me is it given me a refund plus interest which we ordinary citizens have to pay when we owe companies and state entities money um that hasn't been. I've written back to the city. Um, I've not had a response yet. But to say to to raise that, uh, when he raised this with the um, valuator that he'd appointed, uh, you know what? I actually wanted an actual refund into my bank account, thanks with interest. And he went. <laughs> That's never the city happen. never does that. So I've asked them why not?
0: Because the city told us as much when they were with us last time, Wendy. This question came up: if it is overturned, will you refund? Yes, we will refund, but not with interest. It was, it was said. And there's as a very big difference
1: as, as a que- yeah. it's between a credit on your account and mm-hmm. actual refund. An actual refund. Um, so that's where we sit now. I remember I had a dispute with Telcom, and they owed me money, and it was done as a credit on my account. And I said I don't want that, and they did refund me. It's a different. State entity but I mean why should it be different for yeah. them um, so that's where we sit now and I'm still a little um, confused about the issue of comparable sales because if that's ho- home is an outlier and that it's it's obviously a decent sized property in a, in a in a good area where homes in the area do you know comparable homes if you're only looking at size and and area mm-hmm. um, then surely to my mind uh, only a physical inspection will resolve that. I mean, how long can it take and that's that's they should have people in, available to do that as part
0: of the process surely. yes an yeah. official
1: t- team of officials, given what's at stake here, pepper, when you get it
0: horribly wrong, as in this case. Um, eight hundred rand a month. Eight hundred rand a month, it's, so that's, not, that, that's nine and a half thousand rand a year for several years. It's close so to thirty thousand rand that they have held of his money, and that's a lot of money. It's a lot of money, and and I mean he can't be the only one. No,
1: there must be many people living in homes that they've cho- you know they've chosen for whatever reason not to upgrade, not you know that just happy with it the way As it is, is. and yeah. the the city's you know, the value has, uh, the values have shot up. But there is not to the same extent because of the fact that, you know, if any buyer would take into account the issues that need remedying. So it's still, I mean, I would love to hear from other listeners who have had a similar uh, issue or dispute with the city um, over this kind of thing. But I think suffice to say it's not a simple process to uh, to contest the valuation. And um, if I had time, I would have gone to the uh, estate agent's uh, crowd board or just you know a big firm to say how do you feel about being told you that know, your, your, professionals, your professional valuation they have is to not be licensed this yeah. is what they live and breathe this is their job Um and uh sorry but uh, we don't we don't take that into Basically account you're saying
0: it's not worth the paper it's written on yeah, yeah. okay so there, there are a lot of potential follow-ups here in particularly it'll be interesting to hear I know you have written to the city but not yet received the response on that interest issue Uh so to be continued from that respect if anybody else has been through the process of a successful appeal, uh, objection, or appeal, and and got to the the end that 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 Gert has finally got to. Maybe you want to tell us how long it took to get your uh, and was it a credit or a refund? Were you also not paid any interest? What was your experience, uh, and how long did it take you? Because I mean, the, here we sit in May twenty twenty one and. Get started this process of objecting in April 2019. 19. The fact that it took nearly two years yep. to conclude the fact that he had to be out of pocket several thousand rand to pay a professional to submit the same documents he had already submitted himself to get that, uh, that, that outcome is unsatisfactory to say the least.
1: And, and the outcome was with very close to what the uh, estate agents
0: that had, had said, said in the first place. Yeah. yeah.
2: Consumer talk, open life.
0: Call 021-446-0567. So, predictably, a lot of response on the valuations uh, c- uh, question, Wendy. A couple of WhatsApps in from people who've been through this before. Uh, Val and Constantia Hill saying she had an issue with evaluation valuation the first time some years back. Uh, the city agreed to reduce the value, and she was paid interest. Hmm. Then right. a later valuation she again disputed. Here they sent out their valuators... Uh, She doesn't understand why that practice has been stopped. And they did not agree to adjust my value down. My issue here was that my neighbor, whose house was an almost exact replica of mine, Had their value, theirs valued at lower than mine by a few million rand. So very up and down one, but interesting that Val got interest back in the first case there. Yes. Uh, Jenny commenting agents' valuations are often rejected because they lack the detail of the comparable sales, i.e., accurate sizes, accommodation, and features. They usually also just do a computer generated valuation. Professional valuers are trained in how to motivate values for this purpose, and the dates of the sales are very important. It must be around the same date of the valuation okay. role. That's a helpful addition to our understanding of the, the role of the professional valuer, Jenny. Thank you very much. Linda went through the same process as the professor all the way to the appeal board, and finally a evaluator came to see the property the day before the hearing. I short paid my rates," she said, "because I had read that they didn't pay interest and only give a credit. I won my case and was therefore only owed a small amount by the city. Of course, the risk you run in taking that strategy taking is action. if they don't um, uphold your appeal, you then get hit with a and huge too. bill. Yes, um, that is and very brave. She yeah. must have been very sure as absolutely. Was. Uh, Sandy, you're on the line from Azerbaijan. I mean, believe you or you managed to reduce your valuation in the Swatland municipality.
2: Yep, that's right, Pippa. Um, I'm in uh, 2019, I got the notice from uh, the Swatland municipality saying that my value, eight, that my market value will be 2756000 which was a 102% increase. Ooh. And I had to uh, object, which I did. Uh, objections had to be in before the 17th of January. I objected. They came back to me, and they said, no, nope, no, nope, it's still that. Then um, they had an appeal board, um, and I paid somebody here in ASA to act on my behalf on the appeal board in, in August. Um, and what irked me was that when my case came up before the appeal board, they didn't even even have the picture of my house. Oh, no. They had a picture of the new house next door to me. <sighs>
1: That's probably the problem
2: all along then. I mean. So I thought, now, I'm not, I'm not going to have this. So I started, and I started. And they reduced my valuation twice. Mm. And now I am fighting with them because I have paid the increased rates on the increased valuation uh, since July. So now I have taken off four months, namely July, August, September, and October – and I uh, got an SMS from them yesterday to say that I owe them a 473 rand 20 cents. And if I don't pay it by the 6th of May, they're going to cut my services. Boy. That means cut electricity, water mm-hmm. and all that. Anyway, I was on the phone to them and they've they've cancelled that and they're looking into it and I'm waiting to have a call back from the gentleman that's dealing with my case in Swatland Municipality tomorrow.
0: Fingers crossed for you, yes. Sandy, that that too goes your way, but that's just unbelievable, Wendy, that it wasn't even the right White property House. that was being what assessed. A, I what, mean, a travesty. what an indictment. And
1: what a, what a lot of energy you need, Yeah, that's the thing, Energy decent. and time, and Money time that cases. your average
0: working person just does not mm-hmm. have in the day. Um, really frustrating. Sandy, thanks for your call. Okay, I'm going to take one more call on valuations and then John's been waiting very patiently to raise another issue, but uh, another John in Camps Bay first. Uh, you had uh, also, a very substantial increase in your property's valuation, I believe.
3: Yes, hello, Peppa, and good afternoon to Wendy. Yeah, just quickly, um, our re- valuation in twenty in uh, twenty sixteen was seven point two million. We've been in this house for thirty five years, by the way. Mm-hmm. When they were wanted to live in Camps Bay, <laughs> and um, it's an old house. House, although a lot of things have been built around us. The next valuation came in at thirteen point seven million. Wow, that's nearly double. Twenty eighteen, and I've been objecting. This had all the substantiating document. It was from an estate agent, admittedly, but one that we bought the house from in the first place, and all the supporting documentation. And we put in our our valuation at at eight point five million. Now they are coming to hear it by Skype towards the end of the month. So um, yeah. fingers fingers please crossed. Keep us something posted. might happen.
0: John, John, please keep us posted on that one. And it's very interesting to hear that they're finally starting to make some creative solutions to mm. to the problem of inspections and coming to at least have a look via Skype. I suppose that's better than nothing. It's at least.
1: I can just imagine, John, are you going to be walking around your home with, an with iPad a computer or something,
0: showing them so around I'll, your house? I'm too old to
3: do that. Oh. Going on Skype. Okay. Going <laughs> okay. on Skype, but but the thing is. You know that that we've done nothing. house a lot of houses around us, the small cottages have now been built up, and now we get penalised. But I have been paying my rates because I didn't want to be penalised. Mm. And We put in our objection again before the end of October, which was the D-day. Yeah. And um, it's taken all this time with letter, with uh, emails backwards and forwards, backwards and forwards, and and they want all this high-tech stuff, which I'm not capable of doing, to be honest, at my age.
0: John thanks a, a lot of very interesting comments then particularly helpful to know that that Skype option is a possibility at least and please keep us posted i mean that's the quandary Wendy and you can understand if if the overall Area value of the suburb has gone up substantially because the nature and gentrification, etc. One can understand that, but then when somebody is saying, I am an exception, stick up my hand, please come and take a look because my house is not like the other houses around me, we haven't surely it up. We somebody haven't should have money. the time to yes. go and have a look and, and verify, yeah. It. And,
1: and more importantly, he wouldn't get that money should the house go in the market because. You know, he hasn't yeah. um, modernized, et cetera. So, yeah, very interesting one. And I think that, that that's, as I said, when we first mentioned Gad's case, that it's those kind of people who will be affected by this, who the have most, ha- yeah. homes in areas that have shot up in value, but their homes haven't uh, to the same
0: extent as the homes around them, and and now they've got to fight to prove it. To prove it, okay. We're going to move away from the valuations issue for a little bit to talk insurance. Another John on the line from Tableview. Thank you. You've been waiting so patiently, John. Good afternoon. What's the question you'd like to raise?
4: Hello, Pippa. My um, discussion is over insurance companies who um, advise you to invest their money in, in their um and in their policies, and you put it into a suspensive account until you sign on the dotted line the money, mm-hmm. and then you realize it's not quite the policy that you wanted, that they misled you a little bit, that you didn't want it to react to nothing after 20 years, you want it more for your family, and then they won't give you the money back. So I waited six months for an investment of over a million rand. When they did eventually give it back, I said, but what about the interest on this over eight months? And they said, no, you don't get interest on that money. That's, that's our interest. I said, but you haven't in- invested it. You've just kept the money in your suspensive account until it goes into your natural policy. It never went into a policy. I want to take it back to another company to invest it because I think it's a better rate they're offering than what you were offering and eventually it had to go up to attorney level for me to get the interest back on the money, which I'm still waiting for.
0: You said, uh, you, but are you expecting you are going to get it back now that the attorney has intervened, John?
4: Now the attorney has, has said, yes, they will pay interest after all, because the attorney basically wrote a letter of demand over the, month, over the well, interest.
1: So you had to push for it, for spend some more money, money to, to, to chase after that money.
4: Of an insurance company that's meant to be you know, looking after you and holding your hand in old age for your investments.
1: Shocking. Well, I hope you get that money quickly. And if you don't, please
0: let us please know. Please let us know. And John, it's, it's helpful to, to let other people know, as you've just done, that's, that if they're in a similar position, they should pursue it because exactly. an attorney in this case has, has got results for you. Uh, I hope it's not a long wait and, and please do keep us posted on that one. Uh, John in table view. Um, okay. Wendy, let's, let's, Move on to something completely different, but it is a very interesting question that a listener raised with us a little while ago about um, charging for medical practices and particularly uh, the charge for, I think it was for, for a repeat prescription.
1: It was about, actually, it's a, it was about, it was Zia, and she, um, like many of us, applied for a new um, insurance product, um, whether it's a medical aid or a long-term insurance product, they they will want to um, see your medical history because it has a direct right, bearing on, history, on risk. Okay. And what premium they're going to charge you. And as we've seen in those high-profile cases, remember the Ganas most recently was Momentum. Um, If you miss out the fact that you had certain tests done or visited a doctor about some condition that, um, whether or not it has a bearing on the claim eventually, is immaterial, which so many of us find unjust. But that's the way the industry works. Um, So it's very important that you get the history. And, of course, that means for many of us that – you call up your doctor, or in this case, the previous GP, and say, please, could you you know, give me a list of
3: visits of, uh, and of treatments, basically
1: yeah. the history. And the, the, the GP said fine. And then when it was done and presented to her, she received um, via email a bill for 265 rand and she obviously her back was up because she wasn't expecting it because her current GP had done the same for her at no cost. Uh-huh. So the issue here is not – well, there are two issues. Number one, do they have a right to do it? And number two, um, if they do, then surely and certainly in terms of the Consumer Protection Act, it needs to be um, disclosed up front. I don't know that she'd have much of a choice to say no if she didn't like it, but the point is – It should never come as a surprise surprise after the fact.
0: I I mean, so so personal response to that immediately is I have no problem with a doctor charging for the use of their time, even if it was an admin, not a doctor's visit. Especially a former. uh, Yeah. Especially if it's for a former patient, she's not even supporting your practice any longer, but, but, but it shouldn't come as a surprise after the fact. She should have been told beforehand we can do it and it will cost you X. Uh,
1: Yeah. I get this a lot. And often it's, it's current uh, service providers. It's not, it's not a former patient. It's their current. Um, and I went to the um, Health Professions Council of South Africa, which regulate these sorts of things. Um, and I said, surely it's something that a, a medical secretary could do. Um, is that fee justified? justified. Yeah. And the answer was quite illuminating to me. Um, the council said the registered practitioners are permitted to charge reimbursement fees for performing any professional acts, including writing medical reports at the request of the patient. And such an act cannot be delegated to an unregistered person, uh-huh. such as a secretary, as the practitioner holds full responsibility for the content of such a document, which is good to know. So okay. I learned something there. So it's not just an administrative function. There there's, has in. to be oversight and they are ultimately responsible. You can imagine if there's a claim mm. and the insurer comes down, it, you know, it's, there's a lot of money at stake with these things. Um, but they, I asked if they, uh, set, gave any guidelines or said the maximum is and unfortunately um there isn't. There's no specific quantum of fees, as the council put it, to be levied for such reports. Um could either be private rates or funders rates. Um the but the advanced agreement on the fees for services is not only a Consumer Protection Act environment, but an ethical obligation for every practitioner providing professional service to the healthcare users to ensure that the applicable fees are presented and that there is an agreement on the fees for such services before the services are rendered. So, in short, Zia should have been told up front and everybody else as well, Um, um, especially as there's no... Uh, The the Health Professions Council does not um, regulate the amount. So one doctor could do it for nothing, another could do it for 500 rand, and I have heard some as high as that. Perhaps it was a particularly long history, which required a lot of time. But the point is there should be no bill surprises. Bullshock,
0: as it's called, yeah. Okay. Zia, again, thanks. I'm sorry you learned that the hard way, but thanks for raising the issue so that others uh, could learn from your experience. Uh, And, Wendy, thank you for for taking the time to follow up with the Health Professionals Council on that one. Um, We have got a voice note that's come in about property valuations. Can we take a listen to that before we move on to a a different query from another listener? Let's hear the voice note first.
4: Hi, Papa. Just a quick question with regard to this whole element of rates and the – city valuing our properties. The question is, this is one man who noticed the value increase, which I didn't actually even think to do, which I will do now. But the question is, how does this now prevent, the, how do the rest of us get safeguarded from having our properties overvalued, so that we are going to be paying these exorbitant rates? I mean, how, what's to stop this being the rule now, is rather than the exception? Thanks for a great show.
0: Well, what's to stop it is is people like that fighting back as they've done and taking the time and care to check and to challenge if they think it's not right. Uh, if more people were prepared to go the distance as he did, Wendy, maybe they yeah. wouldn't get away with it with such impunity.
1: I also think that many people just don't check. The mm-hmm. actual um, – I'm feeling new to Cape Town, but certainly in the, the last uh, council that um, I had property in um, – on every bill every statement the property valuation sits there. Um because it's next to the amount of that you're paying in rates that they declare what they deem the value of your property to be. Mm-hmm. So when it's when I don't know so the next one is going to be It's later this done, year.
0: Um, um, normally
1: I'm, in the middle of be the middle of the year. When they're published to look you have a you have a certain period in which to um, contest and to just make a note of that, be aware and and stay on top
0: of it. Let me just have a look at the, the dates that I can find here at the end of July 2021. Yep. No, that's objections to the 2018 roll. Oh gosh. Sure. A notice will be posted to every property valued in that 2018 survey in July 2021 to advise of the objection period. Um it's confusing me it's very it, confusing it's, the, the, next part round. Of the problem here is the level of jargon wendy i mean you uh, saw that in the in the communication they don't room. know how to communicate any other way they just can't seem to find a way to put it in layman's terms that the average homeowner can understand who doesn't deal with this on an ongoing basis yeah, as they do that's that's a problem it's a big a real challenge yeah okay thank you for that um we're gonna very quickly squeeze in one last call errol in blue downs i haven't heard from you in a while it's nice to have you back on the show afternoon
3: Good afternoon, Pippa. Good afternoon, Wendy and the listeners. Yes, Pippa. There's a, there's a new complex here by us here in East River mm-hmm. where the homeowners can only purchase electricity from ESCOM on the second block tariff, which is the highest tariff. They cannot buy electricity on tariff one, which is between one and 600 units. Now, I would like to know from Wendy whether this is legal.
1: I don't think so off the top of my head it It should go to your consumption patterns. Remember Pepper, we had someone from the city explain to us in detail how it works so uh, for example, you should buy your electricity at sort of at the beginning of the month and don't buy wait until the beginning of the following month if you can to top up otherwise if you yeah. buy or else just buy a little amount because if you buy a big amount at the end of the month it will be uh, they will deem. They will presume that you're going to use all of that in that month, and you. I made that mistake very recently. Can you believe it? Yeah. Um, so that's to keep you on the, the, those sort of things that determine the rate. I can't imagine what's in it for the developer to insist on that, and certainly um, that could never be justifiable. So um, I need more information in order to query that with.
4: Errol, could you S-com? maybe drop
0: drop me an email with some
4: I details? Will, I will. Uh, I will definitely do that, Pippa,
3: because I think there's some skullduggery going on here. But thank you so much.
0: Thank you very much. Errol, you know the address. It's at I Just ch- jot down a few details, including the the name of the complex and, and, and what it is that you've been told, and we'll see if Wendy can dig into it a little bit and find out more about that. Um, okay. Um, an S- uh, SMS from Jay, whose comment is that the rate should not be linked to the value of the property in the first place. They should only be linked to the services that are being provided. Um somebody else asking, what about a situation where a house is raised to the ground in a fire, for example, would the rates remain the same? Yeah. It's a very interesting question. Because the value is, of the property has no doubt been yeah, affected that, by the fire.
1: That is Well, yeah. certainly the rates on vacant land are less than yeah. on um, a, a land with, with um, a dwelling on it. So I think it ter- depends what happens. I mean, the house would perhaps be rebuilt out of an insurance payout if, if you get one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but I think – and then, you know, the whole adjustment process is so slow that
0: – I mean, inter- that's a very, very good it's question. Interesting. And, and it's a nightmare to contemplate, Wendy. I, I know,
1: because I don't think the system is geared up for a sudden change in value. In,
0: in value, these things take a long, long time, as, as Gat's case has demonstrated. Yeah. Okay. We are going to wrap it up there, Wendy. Always great to have you with us. Thank you Thank very you much, for uh, for, uh, for, for bringing us the update on this particular case. At the very least, it provides some hope that sometimes it is worth hanging in there and fighting to the bitter end to get to the result you're looking for. Uh, we'll chat again next week. We'll do. Thanks. And just a reminder, if you'd like to raise a case with Wendy, her email address is consumer at nola.co.za, spelled K-N-O-W-L-E-R. You can please just put the words Cape Talk in the subject line and a couple of words about the nature of the problem. And please try to include all of the information and detail in a single email, which makes
4: it so much easier for us to keep track of your case. Uh, thanks so much. Wendy's back with us next week, Wednesday.